overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening, and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hey, Laura. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, gearing up for Christmas. Yes, I. Um, That's a spoiler. That means. Yes, we're, we're, we're look. Th- this is actually going to be in real time or n- uh, nearly time-ish, real time. Real time ish. Well, I think this will be released in January. So okay. eh, you know, we're not that far ahead. Um, I am gearing up for the end of the year. I actually, you know, today we are doing another our second uh, mid-season man session, and um, I, I geared. <laughs> I geared up this afternoon by meeting with Steve Howard. Oh, <laughs> my 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 accountant. Oh, really? <laughs> my, I don't think my, I knew that. My DBC accountant, Steve Howard, and so I, I was getting ready for this. It actually, it was. It's he's one your of accountant, or he's like your financial advisor. He's my accountant, oh, okay. and um, and it's it it is it is sort of funny. Um, Wait, have you and Kyle finally decided to ask someone to help you do taxes? Oh, we did because I'm an LLC now. So then it was like we knew okay. th- we knew we could not handle this. So yes. Steve handles it for me, and then I ask Steve questions, and he sighs, big sighs. He's a man of of many many words. Uh, but and then I'll try to like then he'll sigh, he'll pause, and then sigh, <laughs> and then slowly answer my question and then I'll try to like summarize what he what he means because he's then speaking. does he sigh again he sighs again and then he's like not really like not, you don't understand that's this. not precisely what I said so Just anyway do my I, I was geared up so that tax meeting Ugh. like got me pumped it was like it was like it was like hype music for um I can't tell if you're kidding or not I'm totally kidding okay, I, was about to say, I, I know like I know nightmare. I feel like I feel like no it was I was like I had to walk away from my assignments from Steve because I was like oh I've got I've got to like step out of the tax space because Warren Truesdale is here hey. whoa <laughs> Lori Lori you want to introduce Warren I want to talk <laughs> I want to talk about Warren's outfit more than anything so I have made fun of two articles of clothing one was yep. at least 10 months ago. It was winter chill. I, don't, yes, I, I do not forget this. That I said something about it. It makes me feel a little bit bad that you remember that I made I fun of your... I don't take it personally. I don't know okay. if I should call them sweatpants or leggings, yeah, which they're, feels more they're, they're descriptive. <laughs> so I... They're, uh, Steve, they're slug, Steve is misbehaving yes, in a way that... I know. I don't I, know why we always leave Steve in this I room. I know. It makes this you... This is kind of confusing because we were just talking about Steve Howard and now we're talking about oh, Steve Oh, yeah. Now, now Steve is not... Steve Howard is not misbehaving, but Steve Denny, who Laura never wants to be in the room and normally is very well behaved and just lays her the whole time, is now clicking around, walking around the room. So that was not Steve Howard misbehaving. Oh, I let him out. That was Steve, Steve Denny. Never, Steve Howard never misbehaves. <laughs> no, he no, does not. Steve Denny either... Um, directly misbehaves or indirectly by snoring right by me. And I love dogs and I love Steve. 
I just don't love him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I know. And Steve Howard, I don't know you well enough to say I love you. I love you, Steve. <laughs> All <laughs> right. He's a good guy. And Warren is also wearing a baby pink shirt yes. with little flamingos on it. Upside down and right side up flamingos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, so intriguing. Yeah. Got it for five bucks at TJ Maxx. He you will, you don't things. say. I'm pretty proud of it. It was worth every penny. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you being here. You are a listener of the podcast, and I we am. appreciate that. But I appreciate you for many more reasons. You are the junior high, or we call it middle school. Uh, What's know. your title? I think technically my title is middle school director. Oh. He is the, I would call you youth pastor. Right. That's what I, that's the title from the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. You're the youth pastor for my oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And she loves you. And she shows her love the same way I do by making fun of you. <laughs> she, she does do that. Yes. We have to stick within our gifts yes. in the Pace family. But no, we really do appreciate you and our family. You've actually um, been doing a Bible study for the junior high girls. This yeah. last semester, which wrapped last night for the semester. Are you doing it again next semester? Of course. Okay. Anyway, you're here, and we appreciate it, and we want you to tell us all about yourself. All right. Um, start at the beginning. <laughs> and go. Um, okay. I was born September 7th, mm. 1992. Wee babe. Yes. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous um, year. Let's see. So... Um, Grew up in a family that loved the Lord, really solid family. Um, my mom and dad, it's one of those, uh, well, my mom and dad both grew up in, I'd say, uh, not not Christian households, at least not maybe nominally with my dad, but um, both grew up in, especially my mom, grew up, grew up in a pretty broken family, mm. and um, they both really became believers uh, later in life uh, as adults. Uh, if you hear their, both of their stories, there's definitely seeds planted early on. Uh, my mom was raised for a good chunk of her childhood by her grandparents, um, who both um, really, really solid believers. So she was definitely introduced to, to Christ then. But uh, both with my mom and my dad um, became uh, believers later in life. And uh, so when they had me... Um, we were, uh, I wouldn't call them baby believers, but they were um, um, new to the faith, um, at least somewhat new to the faith, but really um, you know, really on fire for the Lord um, because the Lord had brought both of them out of, uh, as my dad would say, uh, a pagan background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't literally like worship Zeus no, or no, something. No, no, that, that, that it, like yeah. I'm envisioning a, like a campfire in the woods right. with like centaurs kind yeah. of swirling around. Yeah, and, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Like um, Pan so, playing a flute. Yes. Um, I'm impressed by your knowledge of <laughs> mythological creatures. <laughs> I know, and if you knew how much I, I hate like science fiction fantasy type stuff, right. it would be even more impressive. Right. Um, so, so yeah, um, I, I guess all, all that to say that I grew up, I grew up in, in a family with, with two parents that loved the Lord a lot, um, that loved me a lot and that from a young age taught me about the love of Jesus. So there's really, I mean, there's not a real, I, I can't think of a time in my life where I didn't know that mm. Jesus loves me, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, um. So that's that's kind of the, the. It was woven in the fabric of who you are. It, it was, it was. So extremely thankful for um, 
for my parents, uh, definitely heroes. Uh, are of you, mine. are you the oldest? I am the oldest. Yes. And are you, you're from West Texas? No, I went to college in West Texas. Okay. So I'm from San Antonio. Um, my dad, well, I'm originally from Chicago. That's why I'm a bears fan. Um, but we moved to San Antonio when I was five, so pretty young. And um, I have a younger sister named Carly. She's two years younger than me. And, uh, yeah, we grew up in San Antonio. So that's where we, we were at. Um, and um, I'm trying to think. Um, so there was not, like, a defining moment where you – An altar call of sorts. Right, yeah. Not, not – I mean, there was a moment um, – I can remember pretty clearly. I was probably about nine, um, and we were going out to eat after church, and it was raining outside, and I was looking out the window in the car. <laughs> and that was kind of a definitive, like, I think I started to understand who Jesus is, what he's done for me, and really surrendered my life to him, um, asked him to forgive me of my sins, and um, kind of, that, that I would say that was definitive. But, I mean, if I were to be honest, I was like, I probably was already a believer. Sure. <laughs> you know? Sure. But that was kind of the, the definitive uh, Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I think we've talked about that before on the podcast, how uh, kids that are raised in Christian homes. Right. That, I, I would say both of, my, both of my kids have been baptized. Both of my kids believe. I don't think either one of my kids had a moment. Right. They, they just understood and let us know when they were ready to get baptized. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, because um, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, so. yeah. So, yeah, that was my experience too. And, um, yeah, so for my parents, um, I'd say, yeah, two things, um, just to talk about them, just to honor them for a second. Two, yeah, I think each one of them really uh, impacted me. I mean, in a lot of ways, obviously, they're your parents, but um, each one individually, in a spiritual sense, impacted me, uh, I think, really powerfully. My, my mom, um, she 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 taught me what it means to pray mm. and so she would pray all the time in some ways it was kind of annoying but you know <laughs> i mean just praying all the time so she'd drive you know carly my sister and i to school and we'd be praying the whole way there you know you know so i mean we would she would be praying the whole way there you know we'd be you know keep your eyes open her. right <laughs> yeah so um but yeah i i think just from a really young age, I mean, she was just a prayer warrior, you know, and really um, instilled in me the, um, yeah, what it means to pray, what it, and, and that we have a God that we're able to talk to all the time, right, and that he hears us. So I think that's, uh, if I were to pick out a unique contribution from my mom, that'd definitely be one. And then for my dad, um, I would say my dad, uh, he taught me what it looks like to repent and ask for forgiveness so um and there's not like he did some like major thing you well, know when he, you come from a pagan background right exactly yes that's true that's true um but you know there's 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 you know points in my childhood where um whether he got he got mad about something or he said something or whatever there it, it was there there's several different times where i can remember him you know coming back to me later um you know, teary-eyed in, mm. in, you know, and being honest, it wasn't like a fake thing. It was like, look, what I said to you or how I, I talked about, you know, whatever we were talking about or whatever, it, it, it was it was not right. You know, what I said was wrong. Um, I'm sorry. Like, will you forgive me? And, then, you know, this is my dad who's my hero, you know, talking to, I don't know, eight, nine-year-old Warren. Mm. So I think for me, so those, those are the two things that really stand out to me as my, my mom and my dad that, that uh, I think contributed to 
um, in a unique way, um, my walk with the Lord. So, yeah. So anyway, that, so yeah, parents, great family. I uh, love my sister. We got along really well. Um, grew up, uh, basically life revolved around sports and, and Jesus. <laughs> Were you actively uh, involved in a youth group? I was. Yeah. So that's another important part of my, yeah, of my walk with the Lord is that we went to, uh, I grew up a, a, in a, uh, Lutheran, Lutheran church in San Antonio and, um, it's funny how that actually happened. Like, like I said, my parents were in some ways kind of not church hopping, but we're trying to figure out as believers, like, what are we? we? Right, exactly. (laughs) You know? So when we got to San Antonio, we went to a couple different churches and my sister, my younger sister was going to a preschool at this Lutheran preschool, the Lutheran church and school. And, uh, she had to sing, you know, in the choir, you know, like little kids choir, they'd have little, Mm -hmm. I don't know, pageants, whatever for the church they'd put on. So my parents went a couple of times. They're like, oh, we really like this. So we started going there, and um, it's just, it, it was an awesome church, um, really solid, um, just amazing, healthy. You know, I mean, as any church, there's unhealthy things about it, but I mean, just a, a wonderful church to grow up in. So, um, and we, my sister and I both went to school there too, uh, private uh, Lutheran school there until eighth grade. That's when it cut off. So, and that happened because my sister Carly was talking about all of the, the stories about Jesus that she was learning in preschool. I was in kindergarten at a, at a public school. This is not a statement on whether your kids should go to public or private school, but I think it is. Make, right. make bold statements. Yes. Um, <laughs> So uh, she was talking about it. Um, I don't remember this. My mom tells the story. So, and um, apparently I like looked at my parents and I was like, Carly knows more about Jesus than I do. <laughs> like, I want to go to Concordia. So, <laughs> so, so, so I started going there in first grade and we went all the way through eighth grade. So that school was also um, really impactful, you know, um, especially looking back on it now and my, and my walk with the Lord. So yeah, I grew up at the Lutheran church. I uh, was confirmed as a Lutheran in seventh grade. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with Lutheranism at all, but definitely more liturgical, mm-hmm. um, a little more old school, uh, memorized all the creeds and memorized Luther's small catechism. Um, so a lot of, a lot of that stuff, you know, and, and it's funny, like talking about that, um, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, uh, but it, you know, being in like kind of the Bible church world now, it's, it's, it's a little funny because there, there seems in, in some ways there's kind of a, within the Bible church you know, faux Baptist <laughs> church world. It's like, it, it can't, it, it can kind of be like, oh, that's kind of, I, I don't know, like the liturgy and like creeds and memorizing and all that stuff. It's like in some ways, like, well, that's just dry, just or- dry religious stuff. And it's like, it's just funny, like growing up in that environment, I didn't get that feel at all. Mm. You know, like I, I, I felt like the people that were leading me and teaching me and helping me, um, you know, in, in whether it be youth group or children's ministry or the, you know, the pastors of the church is like had a vibrant spiritual life. So in some ways, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's, you, you know, church to church, but, um, that's another thing. Yeah. I think that you, the church we grew up, uh, grew up at San Antonio. So Concordia Lutheran, shout out to Concordia Lutheran. Yeah. You know, Great when church. we, we, um, went for a couple of years when we first moved here to some friends of ours church that, that was a church plant that was an Anglican church, which right. I think it was very like similar. Yeah. Right. Um, and because I grew up Catholic, that wasn't such a, a stretch as right. far as the lit- liturgy, mm-hmm. but you know, it's an, you know, even it's an evangelical church. It's just right. more heavy in the, 
liturgy tradition type. Right, right, right. So yeah, I grew up in a Bible church because uh, I, I can like tell. to I like to stick with the best thing. <laughs> There's <laughs> a bold <laughs> statement the Bible. because the because Bible. the Bible because the Bible yeah, yeah. Jesus got I the like Bible. to really add stuff. Just yeah. kidding, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so when uh, it so you kind of grew up always al- always right. um, believing yes um. When when do you think it was first tested? Oh man, your faith um, was first tested, or relationship with Jesus first tested? Yeah, you know I've been good pretty much. Yeah, uh, just straight straight <laughs> yeah. narrow path. Right? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I think high school. I went to a big public high school. Um, was that a hard switch from? You know, not really, because um, I just not when you're when you're warranty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, just growing up, I was I was playing sports with all of the mm. kids already, so I already had a lot of friends that were going to the school. So humble brag, um, humble brag. When you're a really good athlete like me, <laughs> making friends isn't hard. <laughs> so, but yeah, and I mean, it was certainly. I mean, it's definitely a shift going from a small private Lutheran school to a big, you know, public high school. Um, I think it was more like. I think in a lot of ways it was more like, okay, it's time to put up or shut up. Like you really mm-hmm. following Jesus or not, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so yeah, I think high school is always challenging. There's always challenges, um, whether that be with, with girls or, um, I mean, partying wasn't really ever a, a temptation of mine, but, um, it certainly was there. Um, sports, I mean, sports kind of dominated my life. So mm-hmm. it's, I would say any of the like challenges of uh, of faith were, were were pretty much oriented around sports. So it's like, am I performing well or not? Right. So mm-hmm. highly performance oriented, which definitely spills over into spiritual life. I'm performing well there. Um, how do I know that I am a good Christian? You know what I mean? I, there's a lot of those kind of questions. So, yeah. But I, I would say some of the some of the toughest. Um, things that happened to me in high school were just injuries. So going through a couple different um, shoulder injuries, I was a quarterback and I injured my throwing shoulder um, in back-to-back seasons and had surgery both times. So that was kind of with, you know, my my identity was really tied with Mm -hmm. into like being an athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, So when that's taken away, that, that was, those were really tough times, you know? Um, But obviously, um, in a lot of ways, the Lord, the Lord uses those times. So, and he used those times then too. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, kind of a boring testimony, but nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. maybe know, it gets better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think, why, no, why does no one laugh when I, I say things that are so horribly <laughs> insensitive? I think that is great because how many times do, I mean, this is exactly what Jackson was just talking about at the winter chill to to the or not to the winter chill to the in in the in town right right yes to yes. the youth kids his like your identity isn't something that you achieve right that you realize right it's assigned to you right that's a really hard sell when you're like yeah 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 as a high school student yeah yeah that's right. great as long as I'm making the grades I want to make as right. long as I'm still starting right. as quarterback yeah. as long as I look the way I want to look exactly I was yeah. so I think that that is a core foundation to walk through right as your faith I mean it's not great radio right but, <laughs> but right. I think it's absolutely yeah. important and I was right. I was just telling y'all about how I was the hero of Lydia's um uh, 
language art essay today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but th- like, I not re- so humble brag. No, I don't this think she not, used the word hero. She didn't. Um, she for sure did not. And, but I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm talking about identity there. And I remember when, so what she ta- what she wrote about was how I, reached out to the coaches and let them know what was going on with her because she had COVID during volleyball tryouts and how I encouraged her and kept trying to make her stay positive, which was a struggle, a struggle. But what she didn't know that I was doing was wrestling with God on my knees, uh, like with him over, over the whole volleyball thing. And because I was simultaneously having this thing where I have this kid that I know wraps her identity up. She has not learned the lesson from God. Like we're all on the journey of learning that lesson from God, but I know that she has not completely learned the lesson from God that her identity is found solely in him. It is not whether she is on the freshman A team or the freshman Mm -hmm. B team or no, no volleyball team. That is not where her identity lies. But I had seen him teaching her that lesson many, many, many times yeah. in the previous 12 months. And I begged him, Lord, I know, I see too. I'm with you on this journey with right. her, but can she just not have to learn that lesson today? Right. Like, yeah. can, can it be another day? Because I, I get it, Lord. I know, I know. Right. But mm-hmm. I do think that, I mean, to Laura's point, I do think that's like, that's the age where so much of who you are is wrapped up in what you, what do. you do for sure. Well, yeah. and when you have an injured shoulder as the quarterback, that's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, for sure. Where that Absolutely. has to become true to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And kind of wrapped up with, uh, wrapped up with the injuries. I think, I mean, also, you know, I, it's, I mean, I, and we've talked about this before off, offline here, uh, off the line. Um, All right, grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you called this radio Laura. on the internet. <laughs> it's it plural. The internets. <laughs> the uh, internet. I think it's called the intraweb. <laughs> yeah, the intraweb. That's true. No, it's not called that. <laughs> um, so, um, I forgot my thought now. Man, way to go. I, de- I, de- I derailed it because you said it's. we've talked about it oh, off, yeah, we talked off about, the line. Oh, yeah. Off, off the line. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What were we talking oh, okay. about? Okay. What was I line? talking about? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a one. I'm an Enneagram. So mm. I'm a one. Um, so yeah, self-righteousness is tough for me. Mm-hmm. So when I was going, so I, I think that's always been a battle. I mean, even in high school, you mean it's actually easy for you. <laughs> it's easy for me to be self-righteous. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's tough I like for you to, for say, to conquer it. Right. I like to say to my one husband that he suffers from high self-esteem. Right. And he says, I wouldn't call it suffering. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kaylin. Um, Kaylin gets me. Uh, so yeah. So, so with, even with, with the injuries, you know, it, it was, it, it was like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I did everything. I've I was done everything to. right. 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 So I looked out I that car window when I it was did, raining I at nine. Even, right. I didn't even party. Yeah, no, no, really though. I mean, that's, that's what I was thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's plenty of people that I know that, you know, I'm friends with, they're doing terrible things. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, feel a little cheated, you know? So I think that was, yeah, certainly God was showing me as we were going, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe you're not as righteous as you think, mm. you know, not that your unrighteousness caused this, <laughs> but it's like, maybe wake up to the fact he, that you, you don't you, think he smited you with their shoulder right. injury. Uh, he hasn't told me that. Um, I love to use the word smite. I try to work it into every conversation. <laughs> well, 
you just did. Way to go. Um, Although that is not what God was doing. You're right. Um, I said he did not smite you. <laughs> but it can feel like that. It can feel like that. Absolutely. And those are uh, hard concepts to... Yeah, you're wrestling with that. Yeah. Um, so that was and, certainly... Uh, in high school. Right. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I would say that. Um, let me let me think. In I'm more to... recent years, where where do you feel like yeah, he's so, kind of shown up? Well, it's funny. College was almost the exact same thing um, because I hurt my throwing shoulder again uh, in college. Actually, at AT&T Stadium. Remember that our oh, listeners wow. are women, and while I love sports. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, I think I – think, Everyone you know, I – No, so, I'm So, again, you. You know, so, I mean, you know, if I'm honest – I won't, if I'm honest, I still haven't really learned the lesson, right? So it's like it's so easy just to wrap my my own identity and and how I perceive that I'm doing or how I perceive that others perceive me. Um, mm-hmm. How so, I perceive that I'm perceived. How do I mm-hmm. perceive? Yeah, for yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, same thing happened uh, in college uh, and was and was out for the whole year and. Ugh. So yeah, it was very similar. Um, well, there's some muscle memory to self-righteousness. <laughs> right, there is. Um, but I did, uh, I did meet Shelby, my wife. Uh, Should we talk college. about what you were trying to do when you first met her? When I first met my wife? Yeah, weren't you kind of like talking a buddy through? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, okay, yes. This is a funny story. So I, Shelby, so my wife is Shelby. Actually, we don't think we've talked she about her She is lovely. No, yes, she, we haven't. We were talking about her. It's kind of confusing because we were actually talking about her before we... Off of the line. Off, off the line. Off the radio yes. airways. The interwebs, <laughs> as Jess says. She right. is very lovely. Um, yeah, she she's awesome. And uh, so we met in college uh, at an FCA meeting. And um, uh, so we were. I, I was dating someone else and... Um, it's so the, the the funny story like with with me and Shelby is that our, our first date was actually a double date but with different people. <laughs> so I was with a different girl and she's with a different boy. And mm-hmm. uh, the guy was a teammate of mine, really good dude. Uh, he was actually my locker buddy. You know, we didn't have the same locker, but he was right next to me. And um, he this you know he was he liked Shelby and um, at this time Shelby and I were just friends and. He knew that Shelby was, you know, a Christian and really took her faith seriously. And that was kind of a new thing to him mm-hmm. about trying to have a relationship, a dating relationship with a girl who who took her faith seriously. So he was asking me advice as to, like, how do I go about you know, dating her? Like, what's appropriate? What's not? Um, like, you know, so I was. You set the standard. Right. So I was it was <laughs> so I was helping another guy, you know, date my wife. Um <laughs> <laughs> my future wife. Um, you were doing research. Ah, there you go. So, um, so yeah, it's a funny story. But so yeah, so we met. So we met there in college uh, at Angelo State University. So that's the West Texas part. Uh, and uh, Shelby played volleyball there, and I played football. And uh, I, uh, now nah, I'm not gonna tell this joke because it's a dad joke. But I think you have to tell it now. Okay, I have yeah. to tell it now. Um, well, it's not really. It's kind of a dad joke. I, I I like telling people that between Shelby and I both college athletes, we have um, two All-American awards. Wow. Yeah. So Shelby was an academic All-American, and she was an actual volleyball All-American. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she has both of them. That's a good one. She has both of them. That's a good one. Yeah. So, she, so she's, the, she's the athlete uh, in the couple for sure. Um, so we met there, and uh, yeah, I started dating and knew pretty early that 
you know, uh, that we had something special. And uh, so we proposed. Uh, she would, she'll probably be upset, forget. I think it was 11 months. We were dating for 11 months. And then we were engaged for about a year, which was way too long. And, uh, and then got, but we were both in, we were both in sco- school still. So that was mm-hmm. kind of the reason. And then so we got married. And uh, through that whole process, um, yeah, the Lord, I mean, really through that injury in college and um, different things going on there, the Lord was starting to kind of pull me towards towards ministry. Um, so was it something I was planning on doing? And What were you planning on doing? Oh, man. That's a, great, that's a good question. <laughs> um, the plan was that I would just continue playing football. Actually, I, when I left, I still had two years of eligibility because of the uh, red shirt, the injury red shirt. Um, so I was, I had actually gotten into the uh, business school there and was going to get my MBA and it was going to be paid for by the football scholarship. And uh, so I was just going to play for another two years and get an MBA and then probably go into business or something. Uh, and the Lord was like, yeah, no, it's not happening. So you turned down a master's scholarship. I did. Yeah. Did, did did you get a football scholarship to DTS? Do you just get I a did. scholarship wherever you go? Is that the deal? Like it's a good deal. <laughs> I mean, because don't you have a nice little scholarship? I did get it. Yes, I was awarded a scholarship at DTS. I was. Yeah. Yes. So Man, God has an the Nathan way D. Meyer Consulting Engineers a scholarship. The what? The Nathan D. Meyer Consulting Engineers. Wait, scholarship. how did you know that? Because I worked for Nathan oh, D. Meyer Consulting about this. Engineers. That's right, that's I still right. have an umbrella with Nathan D. Meyer right. Consulting yes. Engineers written on it. That's because world. you've had like nine different careers. But when I was in seminary, mm. I was employed by Nathan D. Meyer's Consulting right. Engineers. Mm. And I was their receptionist and also a courier for them. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. So, in so your... when I saw you get that award, I was like, oh, there's Jean. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> How much Jean? So you are getting your doctorate yes i'm getting my phd in biblical studies right now okay so i have my master's uh in theology which is a terrifying title and you a master of theology yeah um, it's only only a really confident person yeah I, I, it's a terrible name um so uh and then i continued on uh and so i'm getting my phd in biblical studies now from from dts dallas theological seminary so hoping to finish coursework in about six months or so um maybe next fall we'll see tell uh, me a time dissertation tell me a time since you got married yeah that you've seen god show up oh many times um yeah well i think one of them is dbc so um we found dbc just kind of by happenstance and um well Y'all so, moved here to go to seminary. Right. We moved here to go to seminary. So the day after we got married, we drove to Dallas. Oh, my gosh. Um, and um, so we were looking for a church. And it's funny. DTS actually has like this, you know, find a church app thing. Mm-hmm. So if there is anybody on a church staff. They used to have a piece of paper. Oh, really? At, like in the student center. Nice. That you can when get. you were born in 1992. When, when you yeah. were born in 1976 and you went to DTS, they had a piece of paper. Right. But now yeah. it's on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah. On an app. On an yeah. app even. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, like, you know, anywhere in the world that there's someone who has a DTS degree on church staff, it pops up. So we just tried to find one close to where we were living and we're like, oh, Dallas Bible Church, that sounds cool. Let's go try that out. And, uh, it was Aaron's second Sunday. So I don't know how they already had it on there. 
Uh, we had no idea it was only the second Sunday. Because every because wow. the, because prior to that it was Hal Habecker who was oh that's true DTS, DTS grad they, yeah. yes never put that together yeah so smart I know mm-hmm. um, I knew that too yeah I didn't I didn't know that I knew it because it was on that li- that piece of paper <laughs> I got got it <laughs> in nice. two thousand when you were eight. Oh I was gosh. I was eight. Oh my gosh! I started seminary when you were eight, Warren. Well, I was about to tell a story—not a story I can't, I can't that even. I thought better of because I remember when I first heard the term app, mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was, and so I sat at a computer and I googled what is an app because nice. I didn't know. Well, was I've that, already told y'all about. Was that last it, year? Or? Well, <laughs> I, I I don't know if I've said this in the podcast or I've just told Laura about how I didn't know that Instagram was. I thought Instagram was just like an app that you ran your pictures through to make them look cool. Yeah. Um, I did not realize that it was actually a social media thing. So I kept seeing people on Facebook like have like some kind of Instagram something on there, right. and and all their pictures looked cool. And so then I I was like, oh, you oh, thought it was me. just like a filtering. I like, thought it yeah. was a filtering app, and yeah. so I I got myself one of them Instagrams, <laughs> and I made my pictures look cool. Just my pictures in my own phone. I did not realize that I was posting them on Instagram. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty awesome. I'm glad yeah, they were appropriate. Until much later, that sure I was that, like, oh, I'm sure Lydia enjoyed that. Yeah, a lot. no, I'm still not on Instagram. I don't get it. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, pictures. Nice. But yeah, so finding DBC, um, and from there, kind of organically, we we got plugged in really quick with uh, the Radabaz, Brian and Jennifer, who we've grown really close to, and love them a lot. Really thankful for both of them, and uh, that kind of from there, uh, kind of developed really just organically into stepping in as an interim youth pastor. And then when they brought Cameron on, who is also awesome, Cameron and I have a great relationship. He's the high school uh, youth pastor. And uh, eventually And he, Steve Howard's son-in-law. That's true. Mm-hmm. It all wraps together. Um, and uh, so eventually he, uh, I was volunteering after he came on, and then Cameron wanted me to come on as the middle school uh, director. Mm-hmm. And so did that and uh, been there, been doing that for four years now pretty crazy so you're getting old i know um so yeah i think it was just a just a a lot of things along the way there with dbc where it's just kind of like open door open door open door open door um i have a question to ask you and we can cut it later if this is something you didn't want to talk about yeah um you have referenced to me a couple of times Mm -hmm. kind of in a joking way but i also think you're serious yeah um that you struggle with some OCD yes, stuff. I am diagnosed OCD, medicated OCD. Okay. I was actually going to go there next. Okay. But yeah. But you just had I to. Did a you, just, you, just had, you just had to. He just outed you. Yeah. How dare you? Um, <laughs> how dare you? So, um, yeah, I, that was, so it's a long process. Um, uh, I'm trying to think how to tell it best. So. Let's see, Aubrey, my our daughter. I haven't even talked about our kids. Shelby and I have, uh, we have four kids. One is with the Lord in heaven. Mm. Um, one uh, is for Aubrey. One is almost two, Carter, our son. And then we are uh, expecting our third in May, another little boy. So, Do you have a name? We don't have a name yet. Um, yeah, so if you all think see. of names. All right. You know. I'll be I'll be noodling on this. Okay. 
I've never heard that expression before. Um, leave it to Louisiana. <laughs> leave it to Louisiana over there. Um, yeah. So uh, I'd say. Don't make me brain you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's see. This was my third year of seminary with the masters. Um, yeah. And uh, so Aubrey was six, seven months old or so. And, um, it's a great time for some mental health stuff. Yes. To jump up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's almost like it's related or something, but, um, yeah, I, I started, there was, I had uh, three nights in a row where I had a panic attack in the middle of the night. Mm. Um, and then that caused now the OCD stuff had already been happening, but I'm going to get back to that. Um, I didn't become OCD because of that. Right. That was already there. Um, but so I had these panic attacks three nights in a row and then, um, really couldn't sleep for, you know, um, you know, at all. And, uh, I, I don't remember how long exactly it was. I want to say after the, th- after the three nights, uh, of panic attacks, I'd say it was like six or seven days, um, where I didn't sleep. Hmm. Um, and, you know, you can be mentally healthy and not sleep for six or seven days and going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. So sure. I already was not doing well. And then uh, that happened. So it was it was not good. It was not in a good spot. Um, really dark time for sure. And, and of course, going back to what I talked about with, you know, self-righteousness, you know, all that. I, mean, I think it was just for me, it was devastating. It was like, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, something yeah. is wrong with me. Well, you've always to that, I mean, and still, you're high achieving, right. successful, have your junk together, look like, l- appear to be those things from I mean, the outside. He's and tight it's true. Sweatpants, stylish, even, tight sweatpants. Even when you're <laughs> sweatpant <laughs> leggings. I mean, stylish. I don't know. We'll just we'll just call them sweatpants. Um, and so to be in this really vulnerable spot. Right. Feels foreign to you. And it's hard to ask for help when you haven't really had to for do sure. that. For sure. Yeah. No, yeah. You, yeah. For me, it's just like I'm a freak. Like something's wrong. Mm. You know, something's like really wrong. And um, so, I mean, through that whole time, Shelby was, ext- you know, extremely caring and loving. Um, and um, so she was a huge part of, of, of coming out of that. But basically, what happened was is I called. Um, I call well. I talked to Brian Radabon. Just opened up like, "Hey, this is everything that's happening. Um, like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I need help. Like, something's wrong." And uh, so he prayed with me. Uh, we were talking. He put me in touch with um, one of uh, one of the church members at DBC who is uh, a counselor. Mm. And it's like, why don't you just call him and just let him know what's going on? Just so, you know, and, and basically, you know, his advice was like, look, you, you need to sleep, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, thanks. Right. I didn't you know. know that. Well, I mean, I think for me, it was just like, I, I had permission to like go just drink NyQuil mm-hmm. and try to sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. And, well, so, yeah, because nothing, nothing is going to resolve right, you can't psychologically anything. when you're wired and like hopped up on adrenaline. Right. Your physical like, needs aren't like, met. Because you're, right. your body's dump, jumping, uh, dumping adrenaline in your body to right. keep you awake and you're, it's right. like this weird cycle. Yeah, and you can't absolutely. sleep because you're like hopped up on adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and then he, uh, uh, got me in touch with, uh, someone at his practice that, um, I started going to. So, uh, a licensed professional counselor 
who um, really, you know, changed my life. So it was there where we started talking about, you know, like, you know, he was trying to figure out, uh, like I was, like, what's happening? You know, and we started talking about um, my day, things I do, um, things that I think about, all, all this kind of stuff. And pretty early on, he was like, I'm pretty sure you're, you have OCD. Uh, and I was kind of like, what? You know, the, that sound, I don't know. In my head, it was like, I, I think of like, you know, the TV show Monk? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, um, and it's funny. I do some of I do some of that, but, <laughs> uh, but, but I just thought of like this super extreme, you know, sure. Regimented, r- clean, right. Right. You know, a little socially awkward. Right. Yeah. I was like, that's not me. So it totally fits you. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Um, people listening to the podcast are going to think you're really mean. They don't know our relationship. They don't. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, we started going through, you know, you know, things that I do. And, you know, it's funny, a lot of the, you know, obsessive compulsive behavior was around like nighttime too. Mm-hmm. So like that, ritually. Yes. Uh, so that played it's into from that pagan background, mm-hmm. the pagan background, you know, the rituals. I had to make sure Pan was playing his flute right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this just took a turn. Um, but no, but, you know, so it, that definitely played into the insomnia and the panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, eventually, so working with him through things and then going, um, also, um, to, uh, a psychologist and, uh, same thing as like, yeah, you're OCD, you know? So eventually the, through their collaboration and working with them got me on some meds that have helped tremendously. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, so I'm still on them to this day, help a lot mm-hmm. with all of the OCD things. So could Shelby notice a difference? Um, yeah. And, and it's funny, you know, it, it's funny too, like when I was like going through that process of like figuring out what's going on and, uh, if, you know, I came back from one of the counseling sessions and it was like, the, you know, um, uh, I won't say his name, but he, like he, our, the counselor, he, he, he thinks that I'm OCD and she's like, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, yeah, that totally tracks. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, so I was like, really? And I, so it was more like a self-realization thing for me too. It's like, well, I guess all of that is kind of, you know, so just never thought about it. I mean, it, for me, it was so natural. A lot mm-hmm. of the things I've been doing since I was like five or six, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as long as I can really remember. So, um, it was it wasn't weird or it didn't stand out to me mm-hmm. sure you know so when people were like yeah, that's not normal mm-hmm. behavior you know and it's like yeah i guess <laughs> i guess not most so. people don't lock the door five times right yeah for sure yeah that was that was one of the things you know like i've definitely hurt my hand a couple of times trying to lock a door um mm-hmm. broken a lock mm-hmm. uh thing that is not locked, you know knowing it's locked but not really mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot of weird you know you know not like super weird like you know rituals that sounds weird it's ritual sounds it does kind of sound like it is pro- that's processes yes. you're right but although like, we do we call them rituals right like, right because a lot of times it, i mean they basically are you yeah. know so you know like j- just like for an example i'm fine sharing this like for so like one of them was like before i could go to sleep every night i'd have to go to all of the closets and wherever i was sleeping and touch the back of the closet. Don't so know why. It, that's just, you know, it's like, otherwise mm-hmm. I can't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like things like that. It's like, that's really not normal behavior. But for me, it's like, well, I've been doing that since I was like six. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it feels normal to me. 
Um, but had you said it out loud? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes. Maybe you said, if you had had to say out loud, I go and touch the back of the closet right. before I go to sleep. Right. So yeah. I think, um, and I think that's why Shelby wasn't surprised because Shelby had watched you touch the closet. Right. She knew all of the things that I would do, you know, and it's just so, and no one else. Okay. And Shelby's it, just so much nicer than me. Right. She probably didn't make fun of you about these things, did she? Uh, probably not. No. But but also Laura, you wouldn't because when it's Not if it was a real Yeah, yeah cuz not when in it's this OCD, case. Right. Like it's not it's it's yes. like sometimes I, I think people tease about think, real things. Some people say that and and they they mean like this is an adorable foible of my personality. Right. But but it causes distress. Like it causes sure. people distress like they're I think your in your case it's a little less severe. But a lot of times the behaviors themselves are very distressing to the people because right. they're like, yes. I cannot stop washing my oh, hands. Yeah. I, right. I know I don't need to wash my hands 30 times. Right. And yet here I am washing my hands 30 times. Right. It's very uh, out of but, your control. But, but yeah, like it's because it causes a great deal of, of distress to not do that. And, Absolutely. And yet, and yet they have distress over doing it, which is often when they seek help. Right. In your case, sure. it took um, having some panic attacks yeah, to panic realize, attacks, hey, I'm uh, a little tightly wound. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. And a huge part of that, too, was there was there was all this really, really disturbing intrusive thoughts that were happening. Mm. So, you know, it was just like, again, going back to the self-righteous thing, it was just like, what? Like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I, I think that is really what ended up leading to the panic attacks and then the insomnia. And then finally it was like, all right, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lord had a lot of people in my life that were there to, to help me. Um, most of whom were at DBC. So Brian Radabaugh, um, Cameron talked to him mm-hmm. about it pretty early on. He was extremely encouraging and helpful. Um, and then, uh, yeah, a counselor at DBC who put me in touch with, uh, my counselor. So, That's awesome. yeah. I think that that's what I tell my clients pretty frequently is, is that first step of bravery mm-hmm. is the most important one. All right. the other stuff is really important, but that mer- that first step of going, I need to put get this outside of myself right. or even outside of my marriage. I need to get a different set of eyes on mm-hmm. this can be really hard and humbling and embarrassing Yeah, and the most important thing just so – it's out and somebody can say, well, let you got to do something right, about this. For sure. You're kind of call it, I, I wouldn't call it bravery for me. It was just like, I, I literally didn't like see a way forward. It's like, mm-hmm. if I don't get help, like I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it was more desperation. Mm-hmm. I'll call it bravery though. I think really, it is. I still think it is because right. I think, well, going to Brian right. feels brave. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you had a good relationship with him and trusted him. But that can feel hard too because it's a coworker and right, it's um, right. somebody at your church that knows you and that you're going to see on Sundays. I don't know. I just think that that can be. It was obviously a wise choice, but it can be really hard. Yeah. To let somebody in on your, on your crazy. Just yes. kidding. That's not okay to say as a counselor. Oh, it's okay. It, I was. Uh, I'm a little bit crazy. Well, I knew that. Um, <laughs> just for the record, Warren and I do have a very teasing back and forth yes but i you you are not giving it back today but you do give it back on a normal basis yeah i just wanted you to look really bad <laughs> i think i look really <laughs> funny <laughs> and so 
I also like that you're highlighting mental health, that you went to counseling, that yes. you're open to taking meds because God can use those Absolutely. things, but also yeah. that people are praying for you. Like, oh, yeah. Hitting sure. it from all of those sides all, is yeah, important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're spiritual and physical beings. Um, yeah. So it, I think uh, the Lord taught me a lot, you know, even through that, where it's, I mean, I think it's rarely one thing mm-hmm. where, you know, it's like there can be spiritual attack that is happening because of some things that are not balanced in your brain chemistry, it's not just one or the other. Um, so, um, but yeah, through that process, uh, kind of going back and it really goes back to uh, what I talked about with my mom too. Just a lot of time late at night during like that, especially those, the, the, those, I guess it was about what, nine, nine days or so. Ugh of just spending time with the Lord at night praying, you know? Um, so there's a lot of, it's hard to call them. And no, it's not. They were sweet moments, even though it was dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Scary. Yeah. And I, so I'd never experienced the Lord in that way before. Um, spent a lot of time praying and a lot of time reading the Psalms. Um, and the Lord really used the book of Psalms to like breathe life into me. Well, I'm impressed so. that that is what you did when you, uh, when you suffered from insomnia, because when I, I went through, I'm going to say a three month period where it was like super severe. Yeah. Six month period where it was bad, mm-hmm. but the three month period where it was like, I was terrified to go to bed because yes. I knew what was going to happen. And I, and I, you obviously can't go three months without sleeping at all. Right. So I was clearly sleeping some, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't feel like it. Right. And, um, and I was still functioning during the day, but it was, I, I, I'm like, I applaud you for reading the Psalms. Cause what I just did was like, just lay there in terror and mm. think I, this will always be yeah mm-hmm. I, like, what is wrong with me? Just like exactly kind of like, like, yeah. what you, you know, but I did that for three months. Mm, (laughs) yeah just just yeah i mean it was i mean yeah it's terrible it's like it's really bad it's terrible so well and it's easy to want to just try to white knuckle it through and not pray well and and i had some reasons for not wanting to take sleep medication yeah because of a family member that impetus for the insomnia involved yes but also right and so i was always terrified of ever using anything to sleep because i'm like Oh, you know, like, you know, anyway, Mm -hmm. so it was, it was a, yeah, it was, that was a, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I'm, I'm giving mental health advice. Well, well, meanwhile, I'm a loon. Yeah. It should be comforting (laughs) to our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) But you, you, it seems like you felt the Lord's nearness. Oh yeah. In a way that I'd never felt before. Um, yeah, absolutely. So everybody should just not sleep for, yeah, just don't sleep for nine days. And then you too. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, kidding. That yeah. is not the advice we are giving. But no. but I do think like um especially, you know, we were talking about kind of your perfectionistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um I you know, there is something really sweet about the Lord um yeah. kind of revealing what you are, you know, on some level you all already know, but it's like I need you. I can't do, yes. I can't mm-hmm. do this by myself. Like yeah. I'm really dependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really dependent and mm-hmm. I'm not okay. Like, right. and, um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that there's, there's like a mercy in like, uh, because, because when you there really, is. yeah, when you really know 
that you're, that um, you're not okay and you can't fight the battle alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you stop fighting battles alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I I also think that um, being open to receiving or no. When you are in a hard spot and you're looking for what God can do, like Mm -hmm. that can be tough and it can be really meaningful. Um, We have a friend going through something real hard right now and just watching her looking for God in all of those spaces. Yeah. Um, It doesn't mean he's there more. He's there all like he's there the same amount. But when you look for him, um, you're going to see where he's showing up. And I like that he was persistent. Of course, it's God. In working on that self-righteous piece of yours right, when he's like, right. I'm hoping at some try point this, I figure that out. Let's We're try gonna... this injured shoulder. Nope, that didn't work. Let's try it again. Nope, not so much How, how about one more time in college? Yeah, yeah. Make him crazy. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, not that, that God caused it, that but he can better. use it. Again, better. Laura's talking about the smitten, smittenness, smitingness. Smiting. The smiting. That's right. The smiting. No, that's not, I don't think that, yeah. I like to remind that God did not cause that. But right. He can certainly he can, use he it. He can use it big time for sure, and he and he has. So. Well, what is your at this stage in your life? Mm-hmm. What is your big ask prayer? Big ask prayer. Um, yeah, I think being a somewhat new Shelby and I being somewhat new parents. I think it. I, I think for me it would be for our kids to to know that they're loved by Jesus mm. for them to really know that um, yeah and I think that we're talking about what we've just been talking about recently too going through what, what I went through a few I guess that was two years ago now um, you know it, it, I just I just know that wait we live in a fallen world so they're gonna go through some really tough things mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what would have happened if I didn't have the Lord. Mm-hmm. If the Lord didn't have me. Um, so yeah, I think that's the big ask for me it's for Aubrey and Carter and the next little guy. Mm-hmm. And if we have more after that, we'll, we'll, we'll see. call him Pan. <laughs> no, you don't think him a pagan name. You don't think Shelby's gonna go for it? Probably. What not. about yeah, Zeus? These kids. I what think about, about Zeus? that pretty regularly, yeah. not naming my child Zeus. Um, these kids will never know life without apps and right. what the, like just having the whole world at their fingertips. Yeah. So yes, to, that's, I'm, I'm, that's my big ask prayer too for yeah. your kids, for Jess's kids, for my kids, just that they would be, and that's what I pray over my kids almost every night, not every night, but that they would be rooted in the Lord, rooted in their identity in the Lord. Yeah. And I always say, Soon and forever. Yes. Like I, I, I'm like nine years old. Mm-hmm. I want that. Absolutely. Um, that that it's that the Lord reveals more and more of Himself, and He becomes more and more real in all of our children's lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which feels really hard when a lot of stuff's vying for their attention. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. I think it is brave to come on a woman podcast. And wearing especially wearing with somebody who teases you relentlessly. <laughs> and it's not even November. It's not like, I mean, uh, He wore it to church like two Sundays ago. Yeah. It and was she made December. fun of me. And I was like, I know exactly what I'm wearing to the podcast. I'm wearing the, the make fun of Warren outfit yes. by Laura Pace. That's right. You know, uh, Warren, so... Uh, 
Lydia is now in high school, but um, I'm I, and Warren, you have long been dear to me. Just I just you know I just love you as a human being. Period. <laughs> um, so grateful that like you were there when my girl went through middle school, junior mm-hmm. high. Went you know, that you, God willing, and the creek don't rise. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll be there for Hank. Right. Um, but. I I will tell you, I know Laura, Laura heard this story earlier, um, this year and probably was somewhat, somehow involved in the story too. But, um, Warren, when uh, you, you were, you like were such a blessing to me earlier this year, I was, had kind of a hard thing going on in the backdrop, uh, with Lydia and it wasn't really Lydia so much as like what I was discovering when, uh, when I'm like kind of monitoring Lydia's text and what's going on with kids, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. just kids that are, um, in Lydia's life and kids that are like in our church, like in our church ministry. And, um, I was, I was, I, I was just kind of like in a standstill of like, I don't know what to do uh, with, the information I, with, the, I have. with the information that I have. And I, I, I was standing out on my street, despondently staring <laughs> into the distance. <laughs> and this little car comes scooting along. And because because I am who I am, I'm just I just wave at the at the person in the car because I always wave at people in the mm-hmm. car. Um, I I did not realize it was Warren until after I waved, and then they rolled down the window, and I was like, "It's Warren." And I, um, I. Uh, I, you know, I guess I, I guess I looked despondent enough that Warren was like, are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like first he was like, hi, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, and then he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I am not. And, um, so anyway, but I, I was just, I was just so grateful in that situation, um, to have you like just, just scoot by, um, I accidentally drive down my street. It was an accident. Killing time. Yeah. Killing time. Yeah. And then to that, just praying with me for that situation on the street. And then just the way that God, um, allowed opportunities for you to circle back on kids I was worried about. And, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I, I just, I just, I, I love that. Um, I love, I love what God is doing with you and through you at our church. And I'm so grateful that these kids who are struggling with these huge identity things, um, have, have people like you in their lives. So we are super grateful for you. I think you're all right. Yeah. Thank you. Even in your pink you. shirt and your tight pants. Appreciate Everybody's it. talking about your tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> I said my nice stuff at the beginning. I will not repeat it. Yeah. Hey, but it's going to be, it's, it's recorded. It so. is. You can, you can repeat it. <laughs> and I, as I, you know, we, we asked, we asked you first, um, but we had we also we we first interviewed Jeff, but right. I think we you were our first ask. But um, when we told Jeff that we were asking you, he's like, well, maybe. Well, you can. Why don't you ask somebody else? Since um, so, uh, you know, since you have a staff member, I'm like, well, I feel like you two are t- a totally different vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're two different vibes, and I was like, and we um, I I. I think we just appre- we appreciate having you guys on because you are listeners. Yeah. And um and and I just wanted to on top like one, we love you because of what you have done for our kids specifically, mm-hmm. our church's kids 
generally, mm-hmm. but also, um, I, I just, I think it's such a, like, it's, it's so honoring, um, to me, um, it's so honoring to the women that share their stories on this podcast that men in our church, um, care about their stories and care about what they have to contribute to the body. And I just, I just, I just love that we've got staff members that like are invested in hearing about the stories of the women of our church. Absolutely. So it's my turn to say something nice. Um, both of you, I can't handle it. She 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 gets uncomfortable when I get serious. Warren, did you did were did you were you there when we um, interviewed Laura Seaford at church? Seaford, I'm so sorry. Um, no, but I watched it online. So yes. did, I, had you heard me tell about like the story of like having to get, make like flashcards for Laura of like what to say when someone says something nice to right, you? What to right. say? Like she truly, I actually she lost them. Which is clearly, somewhere. but yeah, no, some it's like she can't just go. Thank you, that's awfully right. kind of well, you. Well, no, I mean, I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't get too personal and make and make Laura uncomfortable. But do um, what you can. Um, no, do your I, best. I think, yeah, I thank y'all so much for doing this podcast. Um, I know it takes a lot of work. Um, it's it's something that after listening to it, um, I really wish every local church would have a podcast like this, and it's incredible. Um, the the women that are at TBC and the way that the Lord has, um, has given them the courage and, um, ability to share their stories and stories that, you know, I I know for me, I, that I would never hear. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were women that I knew, um, some of them pretty well, but I don't know all, you know, all of their story. And this is just given, um, it's just an opportunity and giving them a voice to be able to tell their story. And it's been awesome. I've been so encouraged um, by listening to this podcast, hearing their stories, hearing God's faithfulness, hearing mm-hmm. both the really awesome highs and the really you know dark lows that the women of DBC have gone through and uh, God has shown up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well done, both of you. So, and keep it up. Well, it is it is Thank our you. honor and our pleasure to to get to hear those stories. Yes. Look at you, Laura. Mm-hmm. And also, I've learned b- from the podcast that Micah is indeed in the Old Testament. I bet you might have even knew it before. I appreciate you sharing that. I love when everyone brings that up. It brings <laughs> me a lot of I wasn't going to leave the podcast without bringing that up. <laughs> My daughter's name. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thanks for being on. We won't be airing this part. It's <laughs> no, seriously, Warren, thank you so much. We do appreciate no. you joining us. And thank you guys always for listening to Embarrassment of Riches. 